going on, man? How you doing? Tito Virtual clap. Hey, <laughs> How's it going, you, man? Good seeing you too. It's a whole week, a whole week of, of events, of things that are happening in our lives that we get to catch up on. Yeah, and you nice. know, just FMST it. This is um, it was always the highlight of a week, right? You know, we had, we had yeah. TNF, we had this. It's still always a highlight. Now it's like, what's more than a highlight? You know what I mean? Like, because it's more than just getting to record. It's like getting to chat. Super with highlight. Soccer with Tito, and sometimes you see Franco. Sometimes you every don't. now and then, right? I don't know. And <laughs> this is the second time that our homeboy number two, dos. Or how do you say it in Italian? Do it. Do it. There it is. Yeah, no, uh, Franco. So that's what happened. So what ended up happening is that we, we, we do record a little bit late and we organized it, but it's a matter of um, we're, we're missing out on Franco, but the show must go on, right? The show must go on. And so you're stuck here with just Paolo and myself. We got a you fun get, little topic. You get to be stuck here with just Paolo and Tito. Oh, but yeah, I, I tried making it positive. People right. think that stuck is a negative I'm, thing. I'm curious, uh, <laughs> what Franco's perspective when he listens to it, you know, like, oh, he gets to listen to his own podcast and he's going to be just as surprised. No idea what's happening, right? He, he, the only thing he has on everybody else is he knows the topic, right? He knows what we're going to talk about. And perhaps he gets access to the document that you and I are kind of, uh, that we have going on. Yeah. But yeah, th this was his idea. What? Was it not? <laughs> It was 100% his so, idea. <laughs> today's topic was, hey, we'll, we'll get to it. But today's topic, which I really like, was his idea. So he's, oh, he's missing out too. It was full. like Monday morning when he sent that out. And when you and I were both like, like it. Perfect. That's the let's, one. Let's, let's do it. Let's plan. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Not now, but right now. Yeah, it's great. And so here we are. And here yeah. we are. And you know what's funny? So you're talking about, you know, Frankie came up with the idea for today's episode. Uh, yeah. We all kind of come up with our own episodes and this is his specific episode. Um, and I, w I had questions lined up for him because he's for Franco kind of living it. Right. I mean, mm. Frankie Cutlets is literally <laughs> a player that has become, you know, something. Yeah, he became something. Out. All right. Yeah. He became something. So anyway, before he's, we get uh, what's into a, that, what's, I a, what's the what equivalent, what's the equivalent of a, a party coordinator? He's like a soccer coordinator. Yes. Yeah. Like a like party a, planner. He's a, he's a soccer party planner. There it is. Well, it's Sunday, right? You guys just did Sundays. something this past Sunday. You yeah. guys are looking to do something every Sunday. And I think I even saw a uh, possible Tuesday. Yeah. So, so um, you know, we, we've talked about our Sundays. So we get together. We do um, some really cool uh obviously social distancing games are um we're shooting on net you know shots from outside the box we, we got goalies they get to finally get back out there everyone loves shooting drills or like challenges um i think what's becoming what's becoming the highlight and becoming a fan favorite is the soccer tennis like it's two nets now teams of four are happening that's um, a big team that's a yeah, big team Paolo. yeah and um, I'm too, I'm used to playing with teams of two max. Exactly. So it's um it's been fun, and you know you do it like oh let's you guys been playing let's, let's go here's a team come on, and next thing you know it's like it becomes it becomes your team for the day, and now it's like winner stay on, and yeah. you're like we got to challenge them again. So it's literally becoming we're shoot the shooting on goal is the break while you wait for the game to finish. Ooh, wow. You get what so I mean? The highlight, the highlight the, is soccer the, tennis. The limelight, the spectacle of, su of Sunday is now. I've been telling Frank, we should come up with a, a soccer tennis league. Mm. I grew up on soccer yeah. tennis. I absolutely love the game yeah. of soccer tennis. And you uh, know how cool it would be? Like, right, uh, you are my partner. You and I are going to practice if we want to. Oh, okay, but every yeah. week we're going to come in. We're going to have a table. And it's like your playing cards, a, uh, partner. You learn, you learn, um, code names tactics. and uh, it's like double it's like doubles tennis you know okay. who's where who does what yeah. you're a specialist in the back this guy's going forward right. he doesn't have a good left foot so you set him up on the right all the time uh, you, you pull know? a tennis so, ball out of your shorts i get it all right all those good things <laughs> but you know you know how much fun it would be to kind of like hey, hey yeah you it's a great let's idea go? all right cool let's go let's, let's set it up uh what time's your game well we got at 8 30 and we're going to be playing uh whoever it is that's going to be on the other side of the team right uh, so awesome. i haven't gotten to play with you guys 
but I know before the whole you're gonna love COVID it. thing. You were doing it before us. I was. I was playing soccer tennis with Frankie at his uh, as condo complex, yeah. and uh, we were doing Sunday soccer there, and it was it was fun, and it's it's one of my favorite games. I get absorbed completely into it, and I get super competitive. I get injured sometimes, but it's it's one of those where I'm looking forward to being able to play soccer tennis uh, as soon as we can. We're as looking as forward as to as having possible. you here, man. We really yeah. uh we miss you here in Connecticut, hands down. Yeah. Uh, most of us <laughs> probably. <laughs> most of us. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them, I guess. I'll say I, I miss you. Let's. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, I totally miss being back. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm actually, I'm surprised I haven't started sweating yet, dude. We hit like 106 earlier. Oh my god. Uh, like a couple of days back, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but it's dry. So, yeah, we we hit in the 80s this weekend, and but it was like 300% humidity, and I was like, ugh. That's more than all of the percent. That's triple. Three times it was, more. It was so bad. I was like, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, I was sweating about an hour ago because I took care of a wasp's nest, a yellow jacket nest. Oh, my god. under my deck. So that was a first. But, um, you know, they said killer horners were coming, but I took care of it, everybody. And, piece of cake. Uh, piece of piece cake. Of cake. <laughs> done. They consider that pandemic taken care of. <laughs> so that's done. We're good. Family's protected. But, um. Tuesdays, maybe. I would have moved. I would. Yeah, we'll burn the house. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Mm, we gotta go, guys. There's now There's yellow they, jackets. They're in now. They're paying the rent. <laughs> they pay the rent. Now. And we're just uh, saying Tuesdays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuesdays. We'll um, we're discussing now. Maybe Tuesday night. Same thing. Just Tuesday. You know, it's 9 p.m. It's still kind of light out. Night Let's out, um, right? yeah. So I mean, we can get together at six-ish and. Do the same thing. So we were kind of used to Tuesdays before. Maybe we'll do it again, but we'll see how it goes. It's also, you know, weekday and dinner time. We'll figure it out. But uh, the good thing is a little bit of the ball's being kicked around a little bit. You guys got to go straight hood style and, you know, get your cars, put the headlights on and just just illuminate the field with your headlights. Yeah. We're going to take that into consideration at the next meeting. Yeah. Next meeting. The next gathering <laughs> that we have? Yeah. <laughs> nah, it'll be good. It'll be good. But there's but yeah, so, bigger dude, soccer coming soon. More soccer. I, you were telling me about this more meme, bigger. right? More bigger. You were telling me about this meme, right? We, we've been, we've been yeah. privy to Bundesliga for the past two weeks yeah. now, right? Maybe yeah. three? I don't know. We actually all got excited about Bundesliga. There it is. Yeah. I think ESPN just bought their rights. And ESPN was like, oh, my God, we should do something with this. You're the only soccer happening. People are yeah. going to start becoming fans more so than next we have year, now. Next season, ESPN has their rights. But the which, thing are is, they going to put them on ESPN Plus? Are they gonna be I'm going to assume so. Over, I don't know. What if they're favored over the city? Yeah. No, that's what, what would you say? What would you do? Would you quit just like Grant Wall or would you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not a dig. It's not a dig. <laughs> I'm actually a fan of his work. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, yeah. All right. Ah, I like where this is going. Getting sassy. But anyway. Yeah, I know, right? So anyway, the thing um, is, Serie is coming now. This weekend, we got the Coppa Italia starting. Two big games. We got the EPL coming back June 17th. In a week. In a week. So they, it's starting to feel like that uh, cheating boyfriend, distracted boyfriend meme where like I was with the Bundesliga <laughs> girl. And uh, is that the EPL Serie up? Hey, oh my gosh! What La and Liga's coming back too? Oof. La Liga's coming tomorrow, June 11th. That's what it is. Oh my god! But so. the, 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 if I were to have to pick, we're prioritizing our time now, right? It's a matter of we got four leagues, yeah. maybe more, coming in. Yeah. Um, what games are you going to be able to watch? Right? I can't. As much as I wish I could watch soccer all day, I think no, I'm past those days. Life is now. technically still happening. Work, yeah. family. So if I were to have to narrow it down to a few games, I know that the EPL is something that I've been watching heavily, uh, even though we know that Liverpool is going to run away with it. But we're still going to watch it for whatever reason to see what's happening in the following week. So I know that Man City Arsenal is coming up. And that's going to be a big game for me because I'm a City fan. Uh, I want to see their first game back. I want to see... There's excitement, right, for that first game, regardless of who they're playing. Especially hearing matter. Arsenal just lost to a championship side team three to yeah. four or something crazy. So uh, if they if they get spanked and get seven knocked in by City, then phew, I'll be flying high. It'll be a great it'd be a great start to the I guess the condensed league. Yeah. Right? And then the other one that I can't wait to watch is uh, Tottenham United. 
we got two teams that are, you know, uh, at, at one point they were fighting for yeah. for Champions League spot. And these um, are you, these are games where they're. I think they're still trying to prove something to their fans, regardless if they're going to win the league or not. They're it's oh, yeah. uh when you're playing a big rival like that, you're trying to show what we're still on top of them. We're still mm-hmm. looking sharp, uh, and their fans are going to want to see a win, regardless yeah. what it means. Um, so I think that those two games are, for me are going to be uh, quite exciting to watch. Um, how they set up, you know, fitness levels. How are they going to finish this, this part of the season? A lot of things yeah. going on. And then you, we mentioned uh, the Italian teams coming back, right? Coppa Italia. Yeah. We have the return the of the uh, grown-ups are actually going to be playing t- as well, not just the kids. Serie <laughs> is coming back. Biased much? Starting uh, with the Coppa Italia. There it is, right? So the the first game, I think the the Friday game is uh, Juventus Milan, right? That that ended in a one-one suspect, very much Juventus kind of uh, handball, uh, yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo kind of moment. You know, yeah, it, it handed it, it it finished the way Juve games finish. Oh, is it almost over? We haven't scored yet. Let's let's do. Call this. PK. Call it's do uh, something. Got, it reminds me of those Buffalo Wild Wing commercials. Do you remember those? Where they <laughs> yeah. like extend the game, so they tell the bartender to be like, "Hey, yeah, do something." Like they'll call a foul, or somebody will trip. It's kind yeah. of like uh, it yeah, makes yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings. Should make for a good game, though. That means they're tied. Milan's ready to prove something. I I think though Zlatan's not back because he got injured. Yeah, he pulled a pulled a muscle or something right when he came back. And <laughs> I don't know if you remember, he was my prediction as a player who was going to do well as soon as they returned because yeah. he's been training nonstop because he owns that team in Sweden. He was in Sweden. Uh, their lockdown measures were more lax, at least even for training. And so he was playing. He wasn't just like fitness training or personal training with a ball. He was like game style training with a team. Yeah. So I was like, he's going to come back just sharp, ready. Day one, the first few games, he's going to be on. Uh, but, yeah, it's a lot done. And he's, now he's, he got hurt immediately. So that whatever I was hoping to see, but I can't even tell now. It'll be gone. But it'll be a it good felt game. like Alexis Sanchez kind of. I was yeah. so pumped up for that guy to return. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, oh god, this guy's made a glass. I Holy know. Shit. Like, I was hoping uh, it wouldn't happen, but it was uh, unfortunately. I hope that it's, he comes it's like back. a well, this it, stretch of time has helped him out to recover and come back better. Because, the um uh, the director of Inter said exactly that. Exactly what you just said. The stretch of time, if anything, has given him the ability to recover. And they're actually still banking on him for the remainder of the season. And they're looking for him to do some big things because they still believe in him. So I hope that was a good shot of energy to him to get out there. Because the little bit he did play, nobody was unhappy with him. So it wasn't like he flopped in his playing. He just did the same Manchester United. You have to restate that. Nobody wasn't happy with him. Nobody was unhappy with his was unhappy, Holy right. Shit. Okay, you're right? Nobody was unhappy was. with w- w- his playing time, it, the, uh, other than the amount of it, essentially, because he yeah. got injured. Um, so he's he's looking to prove something, and I'm hoping he gets another chance and maybe it works out. Because I was excited with his with his buy. Uh, let's just say that uh, if this doesn't work out for him, I really don't see him continuing a career in Europe afterwards. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to talk like an agent over here, but it's just a matter of. You know, you're, you, you, you haven't really played good soccer in the past, what, three years? Since no, he's going to have to take a massive, massive, so, massive pay cut, which if, is what if made him good into yeah. So I think that that's going to be some pretty extra motivation for him to uh, – because he's a stud. He, the guy plays well, man. No, he's so great. I think that these four games really set up what we're looking to talk about today, right? It's a matter of player coaches, right? So Man City and Arsenal both have Pep and Arteta, which one was the – like the mentor-mentee relationship. And yep. both were very good players, right, coming out of Spain. Pep really being the, the, the firm player for Cruyff uh, and his vision for Barcelona. And now he has his, his rep, uh, I would say, um, one of the best coaches to, in, in the modern era. So Pep, you know, he's, he's one of those that came out as a player. Now as a coach, doing phenomenal things. Arteta's barely getting a start. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think that Pep has a leg up just because of his experience as a coach. Yes. And on top of that, he coached Arteta. So, whatever Arteta's going to come out with, I anticipate that um, Pep probably knows a bit of, of, of how he's going to do things. So, I, I do think that, uh, that 
Arsenal is probably going to have a tough time adjusting. Um, Tottenham United, right? Solskjaer, of all the people that, that they love, right? it was like, oh, let's bring him back. And we got yeah. all this, you know, care for the guy because he's, he's been around for a long time. And he was, you know, the young kid that would come in and yeah. score goals. Mourinho didn't have that big of a career, but, you know, he, no, he did but have certainly a had a coaching time. career. Yeah. And and you mean you know the coaches in Italy, right? I mean, the, who's who's who are the coaches that are going up against each other? It's Juve versus Inter. So, so you got Juve, Juve versus Milan. You have Sadi and Pioli. Yeah. Sadi, not a player, a banker turned coach, turned which is top an story, top coach, which is a cool story, but not that player turned coach. He's an interesting. He's like that Mourinho. Um, there's a few others. We'll save till later of like guys that weren't actual players but became not just a coach, but like top tier uh, but pioli was you know he won a, a, a juve championship he uh, he won like a, a, a started at parma so he said yeah too right yeah so he's he's got some uh, he's got some pedigree as a player and uh, obviously he's doing he's doing fine as a coach i wouldn't call him top tier but i think he's doing fine as a coach and then napoli inter is uh, conte and gattuso two guys that won a lot as players uh World regarded Cup, i think very high as players yep the uh, gats so they're making their careers. <laughs> Conte's obviously already, you know, had a has already a phenomenal yeah, coaching ch- career. Yeah. Chelsea won well. Where was he before that? Juve, uh, before, Juve, Juve won, won fantastic. Not a bunch, so, so he knows he knows good. what he's doing. And not only that, but he was a fantastic player. Both yes. these. So I would say that the, the majority of these coaches, of the eight coaches that we're really keeping an eye on, six have had a career that are that are pretty prominent. Yeah. We, I mean, if I'm thinking about player coaches, uh, the next comes coach to that really comes to my mind, Zidane for me. Yeah, I mean, he's I one of my favorite players of all time. The guy got three Champions League. The guy came back to Madrid and actually started setting up, and they're looking nice after, uh, I think it was Morientes that was there that didn't that wasn't doing so hot. So for me, I think Zidane was one of those players that not only did he kick ass on the field, I mean, World Cup, um, uh, Champions League, Juventus, yeah, yeah, he Juventus, was all that. He, he was played incredible. He's a Galactico. He's right. one of the best players to ever play the game. And now he's in the running for being an incredible you know, coach. Zidane was interesting three for CLs. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I mean, let's let's lead up to three Champions Leagues for him. So when Zidane was picked by Real Madrid, now there was no question of Zidane as a player, right? Zero, zero question mm-hmm. of his caliber. Mm-hmm. And then there, at the time, I was watching a lot of ex-players go through Milan, right? We saw, mm. we saw Inzaghi, we saw Seydorf, the Gattuso thing. And when Zidane went to Real Madrid, I'm like, uh-oh. Mm. Are we going to – same thing going to happen, gonna right? How, how are you going to all of a sudden – this is Real Madrid. Like, and He played with some of those guys. Right. And he, and, he, yeah, and he wasn't just like, oh, I used to play here. Like, it was almost like he retired the day before kind of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he showed up and didn't just do well. It was surprising how well Zidane transitioned to coach and succeeded. Yeah. He yeah. succeeded at the ultimate level. He succeeded at Champions League. Back to he back. Won the best that a club team could win. Right? It was back to back. Am I wrong in saying that? No, no. Back to back to back. All to three. Back. Yeah. To back to back to back. Yeah. World War champs. He, he, he essentially has the front end of the last dance. Right. <laughs> he just needs the second half. Yeah. Right. Another three. And then he'll be the Phil Jackson of, of soccer. I mean, it's <laughs> his transition to player coach was, I think, the problem is I think it's going to skew a lot of people. They're going to all think they're going to go look for their uh, – their legend, ex-legend player, going to become coach, and you no one's described United that. and Solskjaer. That's I was kind of heading to. Like, oh my yeah. God, he's so good. Is and he going to be our Zidane? Really no, he's your Solskjaer. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the thing is, like, I appreciate what Zidane did at Real Madrid, even though I'm not a Real Madrid fan, because for him to win over the locker room, he already had the respect of everybody in the room. But the respect that you have as a player is different than the respect that you want to have as a coach. Because at that point, it becomes, it could be a little messy, let's say, in the locker room. So I think that the ability for him to handle such a locker room. A little messy. Nah. (laughs) I I don't think he'll be a coach. I don't think he'll be a coach. No. But so it it was, uh, what is it, Zidane. And then on top of that, he was coaching with Cristiano on the team. 
which some might say, oh, well, it's easier. I actually tend to think that that might be a little bit more difficult because yeah. having a superstar like that is not easy to handle with the media, the pressure, yeah. the persona, the is, is Cristiano. They're difficult bigger. places to coach. I mean, the, the lifestyle of a Galactico and the lifestyle of a Barcelona player is totally different. I mean, these guys are just floating on air, coming to training, right? And you've got to wrangle all these uh, exceptional players and exceptional personalities. And that's why I was like, ah, Zidane, man, start in a different team. I really did not expect <laughs> his level of success. But it, it really turned around with this. Every player actually was like, oh, shit, that's Zidane. Uh, he's yeah. done it all and he probably can still ball with us right now. And he did, he would do that in training, right? He would yeah, ball with them and ball with them. Like he wasn't like, you might as well put a Jersey on. So yeah. he got respect he immediately. I, I was, I was actually happy to see the players giving Zidane, like, you know what? We could probably learn something from this guy. I'm sure inspir- he was inspirational. Um, his champions league final speech, you could watch. You know, at half his halftime oh, I haven't seen speech, it. I haven't seen it. it's really cool. Yeah, you get to see him like talk to the team, talk to. Um, you know, he goes through like player to player, what's going on, what's happening in the game in the first half, how to go to the second half, and like motivate them. It was like, oh, this guy actually, uh, he wasn't just like, oh, I can motivate these. It was, it felt like he's been coaching. Um, oh, the guy was a leader. Cool. The guy was going. The guy was doing halftime speeches years. in the World Cup. The guy yeah. was doing. So the guy, the guy, the guy fits in. I don't know what other player has come in and made such an impact in coaching the way he has. I mean, we laugh and mock Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right? I would say uh, uh, Lampard I would say, is kind of like easing in. Gerard, Terry's, those guys are kind of you know Guardiola. I would say, but Guardiola also took over a Barcelona team. Which maybe right, one would say, he you know he immediately took over an exceptional team, but it, he yeah, could have better. just had an exceptional first season and then tanked the team. But Guardiola actually, I th- it's fair to say, elevated that Barcelona team to no end. Regardless yeah. of the fact he had Messi, he elevated the playstyle around the Xavi, Iniesta, and a Messi, and he made them play a whole new style and play even better to probably some of the best soccer we've seen. And I think that's credit to him. So he went as a player, he started coaching as, you know, assistant. And then they said, you know what, take over. He could have either just kind of cruised along or do something. And he certainly did something in his career speaks yeah. for himself. So I would, I, think, I would equate more Zidane did a Guardiola, it's fair to say, than a Guardiola did a Zidane because <laughs> he came first. But. You know, so there's a coach that I want to mention that we just did, right? Gattuso. I think mm. that Tuso, what he did, what he, everybody comes in and sees him and you're just kind of like, you know, he's going to be the kind of player that he is. He's going to be high impact, hard yeah. running at you, hard tackles, yeah. never give up. And that's not easy to transmit to a good amount, to a large no. amount of people unless they buy into you, right? He did it, an incredible job at Milan because uh, he got yeah. him into what? He got him, he got, he elevated him to a position where they were in Champions League. They were competing for Champions League. And if anything, you know, that uh, he could have made Champions League. The following League year. year, they went to shit, I think. Yeah. 100%. So, and, you know, even today, uh, ah, darn it. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was. And I really don't want to go Google it right now. But I was reading an article today. It was either Ancelotti or Lippi. Um, someone was mentioning that, or Capello, one of the, one of the three top. They, they said, actually, the work he's done at Milan. Or, or Trapattoni. Yeah, let's keep going. All the best. All the best. One of the top. <laughs> said Gattuso's work at Milan was excellent. And what he's doing at Napoli, actually, the team is buying into him. And I think that's important. When a team is behind you. So, yeah. you know, Lorenzo Insigne uh, was obviously seen, really shown his support for him. And that's big. These are Napoli-like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, staples. They, they, they are strong-rooted Napoli players and fans. And they're starting to be like, hey, you're one of us. And the second Napoli accepts you as one of them, you got to prove that. And he did that. So I think he found this team. I think maybe Napoli might be a good team for him because they are the same high level of energy, high level of heart that they put into things as a fan base and as a team. Their Saudi ball was big. He might actually – there could be a a relationship here that he's forming with Napoli that I'm kind of happy he went there now. I mean, I don't know I how, like... Well, I, it bums me out, though, because me, but, he's not playing my guy, Chucky Lozani. 
Lozano. Yeah, you're right. The fact he's not playing Chucky Lozano for me is uh is, is sad because the guy's he arrived with so much potential. I was excited for him to kind of show who he was from the Concacaf playing uh in in the Serie A. Yeah. But uh, he didn't. He hasn't gotten to show his game. So um, all praise for Gattuso because even with not playing him, he's yeah. he's gotten the team Napoli where he's at right now, where they're at right now in the Coppa yeah. Italia semifinal, one goal uh, Ahead. to their yeah. advantage at home. So yeah. uh, Inter's got a tough game. Gattuso's, uh, I think, pretty phenomenal. Gattuso's but, on the way I up. Mean, yeah, I think that he could hold and on. I think Gattuso said my favorite phrase as a coach. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. And that's what he said. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite YouTube clips to watch. So he brings, uh, he brings a lot. <laughs> oh, man. So I think that looking at those coaches, I mean, Klinsman was a player coach, right? Not, yeah. not a player coach, but he was a player that as a player was phenomenal. He was one of the it best was. forwards around. I mean, scoring goals left and right, led Germany's attack for, for, for yeah. a Do you think he's tanking as a coach now? Do you think he's on a downward trend? Uh, I'll be honest. I was bummed when he left. I thought that he what he was doing with the U.S. team was making it better. Uh, was kind of yeah. making it to what occurs across the world, which maybe some people say that's not you know what other people what other people in the world do isn't may not be the American style of soccer or may not yeah. be the American way to play. But at least I think that he was creating that culture where it's bringing players in. He was. I think he was trying to start a foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he. I think that uh, in in a way he he propelled it. I mean. I think that uh, the reason why a player like Jermaine Jones has was playing with the U.S. He was a good player. I, that guy, nobody's cleaned up the mid the midfield better than Jermaine Jones for the U.S. national team. I would. Say. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so I he, think he's doing a good he job. He exposed the talent pool, and since then, I've also heard of a lot of uh, of Americans go out to the Bundesliga. I mean, I think we got like four right now, right? So I don't know if he created that connection or if it was one of those that's. I don't think it's never it's not one of those that's always been there. So I think that uh, he's he's done good for soccer. Um, granted, as a coach, he he's kind of since then it hasn't looked good, right? I think the last no. I heard, uh, the last I he comment I, I heard about him was the best decision he made here was leaving. So he certainly <laughs> in his last position was not well loved. No, 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 it wasn't. No. And there's a lot of con- a lot of con- controversy uh, between people in, in, in the States. But I, I think that's good. That means that people are talking about it. I mean, if you go that's to true. any other country, you're going to hear something good and something bad about most of their coaches. That's I true. mean, there's coaches that have gone to a World Cup and, they're, and, the, and the fans are like, oh, my God, that coach, what's he doing there? He knows yeah. nothing. I hate him, blah, blah, blah. So Italy's only got one of those. People- Who's that? Uh, the, the World Cup, we didn't qualify. That, I think that, that all other complaining is probably petty at that point. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, God, you know, he, uh, we didn't even qualify this year. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – he is well-hated. No, that, I mean, there's no Italian would say. That's essentially uh, going to ruin your career, essentially. I mean, in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. Oh, it. it was bad. And most Italy coaches are respected for one thing or another. Is top, top. I mean, the Coversiano training grounds in Italy um, – certainly have produced some amazing Italian coaches. And obviously a lot of EPL coaches were, you know, they were bringing in Italian coaches. Um, obviously in Serie A, top teams, they were all Italian coaches. And a lot of national teams were pulling Italian coaches. I mean, uh, Trapatoni was coaching tons of uh, national teams. Lippi obviously went out and started coaching uh, China. So they were, they were sought after. Uh, I, think it's, I think a shift is happening. Uh, we're seeing tons of amazing non-Italian coaches uh, now that it's, it's almost looks like it's, it's like a regular playing field now where, but for a while, Italian coaches were really crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, but you're starting to see it changes stuff. I mean, Klopp is right now kind of running the current soccer with Pep. Yes. Uh, I think that they're kind of ahead maybe, of, of, maybe, po- of maybe Pochettino to that list. Yeah, but he was, but he's, he's, uh, he doesn't even have a team right now. Yeah, so who knows what he's going to do next, right? So he yeah, did that with Tottenham. What he did Tottenham. was far from stellar. That guy, it's that guy it's what he does next. Yeah. yeah. And I, um, Tottenham's got Mourinho and a player that's or a coach that coach. really uh, has a particular kind of style. I know that you have a soft heart for him, the guy. I, now, I you can't be an Inter fan and not think he's... He has, he, he has a three-year lifespan, man. I think sure that, does. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I think that he's a, one of the best. I mean, there's yeah. no denying that players love the coach. 
Yeah. Um, so I think that he knows his game. It's just, it's uh, as the game progresses, though, as a coach, you need to really adapt because if you don't adapt, you are going to be red and you're going to be just uh, picked apart. I think the level of coaching is too good for for people not to be adapting and and changing their tactics. And I think that's one of the reasons why Mourinho kind of tried being that nice guy for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so out of character because uh, that's was... not who he is. I, but you know what? I think we're a personal opinion. I think where Mourinho started to have struggles was um, players have changed as a generation, right? Mentally, uh, things around them, their environment, things that happen with with the players have changed. I mean, like even Paul Lintz mentioned back in the day, you would change country and you were just on your own. You wanted to learn the language, yeah. you had to go sit at the lunch table with a group of players and just you wanted to talk got to figure it out and now it's like you've you're catered to everything you need a tv he said you call and said you call the club yo i need a new tv and their guy would come out and he had bought a tv he comes over he sets it up make sure everything's good like it's different right it's a whole different feeling and Mourinho's used to like hard workers and motivating them he's a motivator as much as he is a tactician, that was his thing. And that's what he did at Inter. And he had a certain group of players that he basically taught them, like, look, you follow me and we're going to win. And they all said it. And that's what they yeah. did. So now they will yeah. follow him forever. But as time moved on, that type of player, a bit of older school mentality, isn't as readily available to him. Or he's probably dealing with some personalities that he's not – his tactics aren't working anymore. His mental tactics – I think aren't working anymore and he's finding himself like and that's more where his odds. edge lied. I think that's, that's yeah. kind of where his edge was he's lost. That, that he yeah. was able to create that, that mental, you know, uh, focus on me, take your attention off the players. Yeah. I'm gonna but you got it. You got it. Don't play in defense yeah. in a champions league. I mean, come on, that guy would <laughs> never do that. <laughs> right. So if you're able to convince that he did do was a mental genius when it came to his teams but now it, the, the taxes don't work but i love the guy and I, yeah. I hope he does succeed i was i was happy he finally got to a team he got to a big team i was curious what he was going to do but uh, i still am i'm curious what he's still going to do i think he could he yeah. could uh, bring I, it think, back. I think that uh, you're start so when in the 90s right everybody i, I continually hear the best soccer in the 90s was played in italy there's been a shift i think that italy Absolutely. does not have those no longer have the yeah. best soccer in the world um, and you're starting to see a shift in power in terms of coaches. You're starting to see a shift in power in terms of, you know, um, England. Big coaches are going there. Spain. Big coaches are going to EPL. Big coaches are going Ancelotti's to Spain. Ancelotti's at Everton. Ancelotti's Ancel at Everton. Ancelotti picked I mean, Ancelotti. I mean, that's, that's like, that's godlike coach. And he's happy to coach an Everton side. Who, no disrespect to Everton. It's not, it's not Man U, Man City, uh, Arsenal. You know what I mean? The big team. Not, no. But no, he's still five. like. But they Not all say Sadi, Ancelotti, Mancini have all Conte. The experience in the EPL is nothing but positive when it comes to stadium experience, fan experience, media experience. Um, every game is jam packed and uh, friendly in a, in a sense. Like there's no like that hooliganism kind of nonsense that's still kind of happening in Serie A. And then they all come back to Serie A because of their you know their roots. And they see it again, and but their eyes have been kind of open to what they saw in the EPL. And they're like, yeah, I kind of miss a lot of parts. Of the I love a lot of things about Serie A, but there's something, you know, the EPL is just run more like you want to be there. Every game feels huge. Uh, and they've all yeah. said it. So there's no denying it. There's no, it's not a one-off opinion. Yeah. And I think that it's kind of cool that, uh, you know, the, the, you got Klopp, you got um, Ancelotti. I love Klopp. You got Ranieri. Right. Ranieri was there. Yeah, you got Ranieri was there. Ranieri did something magical. Yeah, who are the who are the coaches that won? You know, you got Mancini. Mancini gave Man City their yeah their first in a long. Yep. Is it now he's the Italian head coach? And now he looks head coach, and he turned that team around from Ventura, from he who shall not be named. And but I think, sudden, so, so there's some coaches that you have to have. There's, there's some coaches that are like transitionary coaches. There's some coaches you want to have during hard times. There's yes. some coaches that you want to have during good times. There's some coaches that you want to have if you're looking to, to change go next style. Level. Yep. Yeah. So there's, there, it, it's, it's interesting to find the kind of um, how coaches kind of go about their business. Um, 
so what, what do you think qualities a coach would have uh, that they could gain from the positions that they played? Right. Yeah. Cause I think that uh, oftentimes people say keepers make great coaches because they're always behind and they're watching the game develop yeah. from back here and it comes out playing a certain way. So then yeah. you think of, of a good coach or like, Oh, well, you know, maybe a keeper because they have that perspective. What are your thoughts? I think, and it's funny cause up until I'm going to um, contradict myself when I finish my own statement. <laughs> Mancini is going to contradict Everything me. I just said was false. Yeah. Mancini is going to contradict <laughs> me uh, because Mancini was a, was a striker and yeah. it was super hard headed, obviously smart, right? Like so hard headed that the national team wouldn't take him uh, because of odds with the coach. And he was, wow. he was a baller. It was a baller striker in his, in his yeah. era. And, um, and he's obviously led a lot of great teams and done, he's been supremely successful. Um, but I always felt coaches were that central midfielder or DM player or defender. And, and the only reason is those guys have to see the whole pitch and the whole game moving, personal opinion, right? And they, they left to right, what's coming, what's going, uh, how are we moving back? How are we closing up? How are we pushing out? How are we counterattacking? That's always going in their mind. And you play that position. So you, you play all of those things, Tito, right? Those things are always in your mind. The game is, is fluid to what's, what's yeah. going on for you, right? You're not, um, you're not static ever. Um, a defender is static, but the defender gets to see what's going on and has to make sure everything is in control. Whereas for me, a striker gets to see everything that's going on, but they get to watch more and be ready and always make sure they're just ready. Um, so there was a different position for me. So I always assume this, um, whoever is a great playmaker, a Zidane, who is just, can they play like 40 chess, right? They, they see yeah. things others don't see, <laughs> faster than others don't see, uh, can see it. And a defender has just always got that purview, but he's a player. Um, and he's got a lead. Those leadership qualities you develop over game after game, season after season, ultimately probably becoming a captain. You take those leadership qualities now because you know how to lead players. You know how to make them listen to you on the field, 90 minutes, not just a coach. You're also being listened to. Um, you don't listen to your captain. It's a big deal. And I think those players transition to coaches because if they're smart, like a Conte, always had a good mind. Mancini apparently always had a good mind. There's a lot of players that ex-coaches would say, and they had the mind that I, would, I wouldn't tell them what to do. They would do things I didn't think they could do. So you always, <laughs> you always knew they would become a coach one day, kind of. You could tell with some players. And I think those players are just – they're the ones succeeding because then they, they finish – and they're not struggling after their career. They're like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm doing my licenses right now. I'm getting involved as a director. I'm getting involved in here. And they're doing fine. And they're, it's, it's mature players yeah. on the field end up being great coaches. I, I think that you're right. It's a matter of uh, being able to read the game a certain kind of way. Now, where, where I say that, uh, does a forward make a good coach or a bad coach? There's some out there. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Let's say. That's why I said I'm going to myself. Right. <laughs> but forwards don't make good coaches. Uh, the, the premise on this I hear is that they're selfish. A forward is looking to score goals or watching out for themselves. And they should they, be. That's they, what they makes like them limelight. Great. They're like the lead singer of a band. Yeah. But I think that that could be false. It could be broken down and saying, okay, well, people say that they, they, that they may not see the game a certain kind of way. When I say that, maybe they see it in a, in a specific kind of way because if they know the runs that will break down a defender, right? They're going to yeah. run a, sl a slant. They're going to show and then break off and peel away. And yeah. they know these, these runs because that's all they do. They develop is, okay, where do I find the space? Where can I get the, the, the extra two, three yards so I can get a shot off? Because they know how the defender thinks, yeah. when it comes to setting up his own, their own team, I think that they, that they might be able to, uh, to carry that out a little bit better. Right. Now... Um, it's, just, it's also a matter of, uh, I think that there's some good forward coaches or some good center mid coaches. I'm trying um, to think of I forward think... coaches outside of Mancini. Because, I mean, I, I get your point. I always, you know, until I thought of Mancini, I was thinking like a forward's almost like a scout in a war, right? They're, they're the, they could tell you what's going on and lead you. Oh, you know, they're, they're weak on this flank. We got to go there. They're slower on this side or we could break through here. But they're giving guidance to the general of what should happen. 
right? So th this is how I saw it. I was thinking in my mind, right? <laughs> you went Churchill. I, I don't know. Yeah, it went, yeah it's super, right? But then I, I keep going back to Mancini. I'm like, son of a bitch. That guy was a forward, but he doesn't – his teams don't play like a forward's coaching them. His teams don't do think not play that at all. He doesn't have a crazy attacking, all-out of counterattack style. He has a very balanced – almost a very Italian style of playing. And it's crazy to me because he was a striker. So put it this way, like, okay, you think, you think of Gattuso as a player and you say, okay, Gattuso's going to play like this. And he does. And yeah. now we're to say, okay, Pirlo, how do you think he would run his Gattuso, team? Gattuso plays like he looks. And Pirlo <laughs> plays like he looks. You pick the two guys that when you look at them, you can already tell you the type of player they are. But Pirlo, I, I think Pirlo is, was so quiet that he led by his actions, but he's not a leader in commanding. Um, people would follow him or put, people would put their trust in Pirlo, but they were following Chiellini. They were following Buffon. They were, you know what I mean? That was the so guy. Does like, that hey, take away from his essence as a coach? Pirlo? Yeah, I think Pirlo would have. Because um, uh, he's, he's in the U23, I think right now. Yeah, he's finishing. Uh, he's got, his, I think he's working on his last license, but he's certainly, he's, Doing great. Apparently, he's passing with yeah. flying colors. I'm curious to see. Well, I want to see. I want to see why not. Right. <laughs> I'm World curious Cup to winner. see how he's. Well, you know, you know, they say um, Grosso. No, you know what I'm talking about, right? If I'd yeah, Grosso defender familiarly. on the side. The yeah, guy that yeah, had yeah. A good World Cup. Had an amazing World Cup, and then an okay career after. He's apparently did extremely well in his coaching, uh, his coaching classes. He graduated yeah. very well. His like thesis he did was very good Tiago Motto was another one and I'm curious how they're gonna do yeah it's right I can imagine I mean I think of guys about soccer for the PJ and Shane are you know I think of those guys going through coach coaching training and going flying out and spending time in Spain and learning different philosophies from and going to other teams and see what they're doing and I'm just like Wow, man, that's got to be incredible to learn. Yeah, These they're guys, putting in the time, yeah. man. They're putting in the time. Because it's not. I, I've looked at getting the licenses. Because I, yeah. I was like, you know, I got my kids. I want to coach yeah. them. I'm going to do the transition of player to coach. How, how far um, did you get your driver's license? Is that where you're at right now? The, I Googled it. <laughs> no, I don't even have it. <laughs> yes. My driver's license has like my address from four years yeah. ago. Your library <laughs> card is as far as you got. <laughs> no, I Googled it. I was like, man, like, I don't know. It's like, you got to do the license D and you got to invest 30 hours here. And then you got to yeah. do this. And, that. and I'm just like, and then I was like, okay. It's a massive well, sacrifice that they've done. It you know, is. Tommy, it's, it's Tommy, it's Tony. It's not just something that out of nowhere, you're going to come in and say, I'm going to be a coach or yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to form a team. Yeah, I could do you this. have to do things right. Yeah, I could do this. I, I've been yelling at the TV for the past yeah. five years. I'm going to yeah. go coach. Nah, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of yeah. dedication. So watching these guys uh, on, the, on the sideline is impressive, right? So, I mean, I think about, like, the MLS. I, I know that you're not too familiar with it, and you haven't picked your team yet, and I'm not going to bash on you for that because it's been – No, no, it's – it's, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't start until July 8th. I'm really grateful that you guys don't bring this up every pod. It's been – Well, because you haven't been able to see it. July 8th is when it starts up again. Yeah. I expect I'll, you to then watch Then I'll start up again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Yeah, almost believe it. So, like, like Yapstam, you know who Yapstam is, right? Yeah, he grabs people by the throat when they uh, give him a hard time. <laughs> uh, he's going to do it in the locker room? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be his player if it pissed him off. <laughs> you can imagine that, coach at Cincinnati. that stare. Yeah, right? Cincinnati he's just going to stare coach. at you like mid-game. You're going to be playing mid-game, and you just hear yeah. him yelling, and you're like, but that's the difference, right? There's a, the Zidane Yapstam difference. When Zidane speaks, those players must have been like, he knows something. This dude took on the world. When Yapstam speaks, it's more just like, I don't want to piss this guy off. I'm just going to do it because he scares the shit out of me. Hit me with the cleat. Right? There's a respect versus a fear. And I think there's a difference in coaching ability there. So the, the, the MLS is getting. Better with coaches. I know nothing about Stam as a coach. Them improving their coaches is the best but thing they could do. They're, so Tata Martino was was at Atlanta last uh, a couple years back. Fantastic. Yeah. They, they did incredible. Got him the job at at Mexico. So now he's Mexico's head coach. Which as an Argentinian going to Mexico, being the coach there, it, it people were like big deal. But yeah, yeah, you know, say you, uh, you know, you know the the culture a bit more. Like I wouldn't know that. Is that like yeah, a very, not a no no, but like a bit taboo? He's not the first 
um, that's not from Mexico. They had Sven Goran Eriksson. Oh yeah, that that's guy? right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, it didn't go so well. He, I he, forgot he, about he that. Didn't like it. He didn't like that. He didn't like he, the move. Eriksson didn't like it, or both. It was a mutual like get out of here because we don't like you, and yeah. uh, I don't want to be here, so I'm out. <laughs> kind of yeah, okay. Uh, he had he got a lot of heat. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people didn't like him as a coach. Yeah, um, but Tata Martino has been doing well. I mean, the Mexico team is flying. They're developing incredible players. You just recently told me the news about Jimenez getting bought for sixteen million. So somebody stole that one out of somebody's pocket. Mm-hmm. But it was just a matter of um, uh, MLS has picked up. So Tata Martino left Atlanta and they picked up Frank De Boer, uh, mm. which you know, huge. He's from England. You know he. He started a horrible. You should have seen. So they went from winning well, the MLS you know, you, I, did, Do you remember? Hang on. Do you rem, not to? I'm not doing this because as an Inter fan. You remember? Oh, I thought you were doing Inter this as like a, a bit, right? Like I don't like the board. No, no. You remember he coached Inter for a bit, right? He only lasted no. like a, a month. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, so I he, didn't know. They. It was weird because Inter got him, and it was like, wow, the board, huh? And I was like, wow, that's an interesting. Like they're really going all out. Like fine, we're gonna just change style. It was in that rebuilding time you know, a few years back. And DeBoer came in and it was doing all these crazy drills. And it was literally, you know, you could watch them on their like YouTube channel. And there was like this box and they were just passing back. It was almost, it wasn't the weave, but you know what I mean? It felt like kind of just pass, pass, <laughs> pass, 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 pass. And he was trying to like, it, it was trying, it was almost like, you know, bootleg sorry ball. Like if you stick with Saudi ball, like those teams are playing beautiful. With DeBoer, yeah. he kept trying to say, you got to give me more time. You got to give me more time. But the players were like, training is boring. Like, training sucks. Like, what is this guy doing? And then on the field, they were playing like shit. And after a while, Inter was literally like, yeah, we're going to cut our losses. We're done. And he wow. left. And he still talks trash about Inter. Still, to this day. He still Listen, makes a lot of shit. So, Inter fans were like, seen. yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. I saw – so, Atlanta, when he – so, Atlanta had just won the MLS Cup, right? They were yep. like, and then uh, and after the second year right incredible and their first year they were awesome too right so everyone's coming into the third year and he comes at the helm and he's very much defensive he's collective compared to tata martino yeah and okay. he ends up the first two months just horrible the fans hated him they were chanting to get him out like wow. they didn't give him enough they didn't give him time same thing by they the weren't... end of the season by the end of the season Atlanta was one of the best teams in the MLS. Yeah, and I, I, I think sometimes – so I'm a huge proponent with giving a coach time, and there's a lot of variables that go into success, right? Um, but when you don't give – so Milan did it. Milan bought Giampaolo, who was an excellent coach, right, at the beginning of the season. They made the decision to bring this excellent coach that plays beautiful soccer, and they were going to give him time to create his team – and get them to play beautiful soccer. They didn't give him the time. And they didn't give him the right players of his style. They basic same thing happened with Gasparini at Inter. He plays a three-man dif- defense. Yeah, but that's, and that, that's you, that's you, and you Italians. You guys give a guy like two months and then crazy. get out of here. You're done. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. what a lot of coaches oh, it's been three were complaining weeks. about. Get out of here. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. awful because what do you want from that guy? He's got a philosophy he's trying to implement. You don't create a philosophy overnight. And, don't um, become best friends with you. Don't you don't create a relationship with the teammate with the player in the yeah. in a week. No, weeks. coach, coach Take transmitting all of their muscle memory philosophies to a entire team takes time. Yep. Um, and I I feel really bad when when that happens to coaches. It happened at the board Inter. It happened at Gasparini Inter. It happened at Giampola at Milan. It's happened over and over and over again in, in Serie A. And it's it's unfortunate. You either win but, immediately, but you, or you, you, find you look out at United, team. right? United, they gave they gave Solskjaer the they chance. They gave him like, oh, you I was know surprised. What? After the interim position, I was an advocate. I remember recording and saying, you know what? Give him the job. Like the guy's doing fine. Yeah, he's maybe he'll sit but down he, the situation. And I even said, I remember saying, I just give, like he. I'm glad they gave him the job. I remember people like Chigo, yeah. who's a huge United fan, like they did it too early. I don't know what. And sure yeah. enough, he started tanking. <laughs> he started tanking. Yeah, he did bad. not start well. I thought he was going to get let go. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think he was going to survive it. Nah, I didn't think so either. I mean, the, the summer couldn't come soon enough last season. Yes. <laughs> and this season, he's got the coronavirus. So I think that for his sake, yeah. these two things that are happening are for the better for him. Because, it's uh, tough. You got a team like United. United right now is clamoring to be <laughs> at what they are. They're, They're Manchester so United. And everybody's still acting like, hey, we're Manchester United. And I'm saying there as an Inter fan, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we used to be Inter. Like, sorry, you're not 
you're not up there. <laughs> you're right not now. the same. Yeah, history is only only takes you so long. Yeah, history so, will only take you for so long. I I didn't think they were gonna have the patience because man, they must be losing money. You know what I mean? They're not winning as much. They're losing fans. Fans are going to PSG, Man City. You got one of your most like, fans are moving. Reputable, yeah, one of your most reputable players is not even playing. Yeah. I mean, Pogba. Pogba. Everyone's had this issue with him. Uh, if he wants to play, he wants to play. If he doesn't want to play, he doesn't. It's hard to coach a player like that. It is. I, 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 I like Solskjaer. Yeah. I, I like him. I, I hope – I'm happy he got the chance. I think he's going to become a, a good coach. Um, I don't know if he's going to he'll, – he'll hit a Guardiola level. I don't know. Nah, I don't see it. You look at a player – you look at a coach and the subs they make, the impact they have, yeah. the locker room presence, the the presence at the at the press conference, their their ability to really break down plays – uh, I I feel like he he's just uh, he he's not gonna have. It. I think this is no. kind of like his limelight, and then from here it's just gonna fizzle out. And then in five ten years, you're not gonna hear about the guy in a while. No, I, I hope I bite my words because the guy the guy was a sensational legend at United. Yeah. The guy was like a wonder kid. I'm I'm happy he's sub. not. I I'm happy it didn't implode because he deserves a. I don't want an amazing Manchester United career to be tarnished by the chance at trying that's to coach what you the team. Get. That's what happens when you go back. That's what happened to Milan, right? Look what happened to Milan. Happened to Maradona. Player, Look player, at Maradona. Maradona. Maradona's the guy on the sideline of Argentina wearing two watches and nobody knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I think they were false watches. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, he didn't even know when it's halftime yet. Like, yeah, he just had it there. Like, oh, time is I don't know. I, don't, I, I don't can't know. even tell the time. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I can't yeah, even look. Watch. My eyes aren't straight. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not doing well. And team, and his health is not also. Oh, he goes to all these teams, and it's you don't want to see that rap. Seen that law for a while, man. If you ever saw that Netflix, he just loves dancing and partying, dude. The guy's. And you know incredible. what? That's fine. Then just dance and party, brother. But there's a reason why, like, Pelé didn't go back and coach. Romario didn't go back and coach. Romario's right. a politician. But, like, it's it's not easy. It's not for everybody. You really got to got to. George Royal to took over a whole country. Right? I know. I know mean, he's technically not coaching a team, but he's running a country. So he certainly <laughs> took some leadership skills somewhere. Maybe it's the ultimate transition. <laughs> Who crowned him king. I think so, right? <laughs> I didn't even think about that till now. Piece of cake. Done. He's, He's, got, He's got it. I can't run that team. <laughs> I can't go coach Milan right now. There's a country to run here. We're in the middle of a war. You know what? I'll moonlight. I'll moonlight. Yeah. I'll do both. Yeah. You know call what? call my buddy. Zoom. Call Sidorf again. He'll be fine. <laughs> we got uh, it's another oh, interesting man. one. There's two brothers. Uh, so the Inzaghi brothers. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pipo Inzaghi was obviously the, player. the better player. The one born offside. That scored the goals in the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. That one. That one. Simone <laughs> was uh, – he had a decent career. He was a good player. You know, he played for a lot of good teams. It wasn't bad. But yeah. now, you know, people's doing good. Uh, he had his stint in Milan, went okay. But he, I think he's about – he's looking at promotion from Serie B or fighting for it. So he's certainly not a, a coach that can't hack it. But Simone Inzaghi's turned around Lazio extremely well. And right now he's a, he's a personal, like – I'm a fan favorite of that of him. Yeah. He's, oh, he looks, looks good, man. He's doing that well. That Lazio team, didn't he almost break record? As yes. To like how many and, games or something yeah, like that? Or like he's goals taking per it game? to Juve. He's still got it. I mean, he, they got a chance right now. They're not far behind Juve, and they're playing no. well. Um, but that's another he's team, though. They gave him time. They kept talking about they were replacing Zaghi, bringing a bigger coach, and they kept sticking with him. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's paid off that – and yeah, he's gotten the recognition for it, so I'm I'm happy to see that. So that's it's a yeah. lot of good player coaches coming through still. Yeah, the player, the player, the better player Inzaghi, people Inzaghi. Yeah, he was actually a coach for Taco Pina at um, yeah Venezia. Okay, yes. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the Taco Pina conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, Joe Taco Pina is what a name. Uh, that's a fake probably. Name. No, that's a real name. The guy is a litigation lawyer, like one of the best defense lawyers oh. in the country, in the oh, world. Gonna... He has like Jay-Z, Beyonce. With a name like Joe Dacopina. Right? I don't know what other... So Rich Rich, Rich, and him went to the same uh, law school. So like Tacopina showed a lot. up and Rich... Uh, yeah, so Rich is like... You talk, you say Tacopina around Rich and his shoes like perk up, you know, like like an elf, like... Whoop. 
he gets excited. So he actually had people in Zagi as a coach. And the like, analogy is as interesting as this story. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Keep going. Keep going. Don't stop, please. So he goes, you know, like, as a coach, the guy is a prima donna. He was all like, you know, flights a certain kind of way, food a certain kind of way, and hotels really? have to be to this standard. He was like, the guy was... was and that's why his brother's you would expect. So his brother, I, then his brother, I, I go back to my previous statement, the more mature player... Mentally, the non-forward. And non-forward... No, I think um, uh, Simone was also forward. And damn it, that's two. And um, <laughs> my genius. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it translates better as a, as a coach mm. because they're just able to handle. There's more variables as a coach. Coaching is extremely difficult. It's yeah. not. Oh, I know formations and I know strategy and know tactics. No, that's how you become Frank De Boer at Inter. Because you can have all the knowledge and <laughs> tactics of everything, but there's 50 other variables that gotta be you gotta Dude, be able player to player management. That uh, alone, so much is, going on. Is probably the biggest. Yeah. I was gonna say, okay, Tell was me. he? Be- let me question. Was this player better as a player? Was this person better as a player or as a coach? Okay. Simeone. Ooh, I think he's. I think he's equally as good in both. He's an interesting one. I think he's. Come on. It was amazing as a player. I think he's amazing as a coach. He's one of the, he's one of my favorite coaches watching him. I, I, I agreed. I, agreed. I he keeps being linked to to Inter, and I'm always my think, my yeah. my shoes perk up as well every time I hear it. <laughs> I started thinking of uh, I don't know why, but the movie Elf <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, came yeah, into yeah. my head, and I thought like Will Ferrell and like his his yeah. shoes. I don't even know if this we're gonna happens. do it. That's it's a FM soccer talk analogy. Let's yeah, go for it. it. So Simeone, I think personally, he's a better coach. I think that he's got yeah, something he's as a better coach. as a coach. Okay, he's yeah. a better coach than he is. He's better as a coach than he was as a player you know what i i also like about Simeon as a coach he's created a coach's look he looks like the coach of iceland and the mighty ducks too all black <laughs> slicked back hair aggressive and angry they're super aggressive looking you know i think that the fact that you pinned him down to mighty ducks too and i know that reference <laughs> is incredible incredible thank you. thank you yeah well i mean how's that what was it uh bombay was the other coach <laughs> Bombay was the Mighty Ducks coach. The Mighty that's, Ducks coach, right? Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez, yeah. But the Iceland coach, right, right. just like him. So, but yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> El Cholo is, he's, he's a, I think he's still got a long coaching career ahead of him. Oh, um, he's young. He's absolutely. Young. So he's only going to get better, and he's already succeeding. So his teams play super aggressive, uh, a lot of heart. I think, he's, I think he's fighters. maybe a polished Gattuso-style coach, right? Super aggression. A lot of heart, but he's more tactically refined. And Gattuso is starting his coaching career. And maybe that's who he should be aspiring to watch because they share a, a similarity. Yeah. All right. And then I got one last question for you, which Frankie was supposed to be here as well. Hmm. If you could pick of the people we know that play with us, that kind of go to the games, who would you pick as the FC Shelton coach? Oh, is the FC Shelton coach from our team? As the FC Shelton coach for our team. So we've had we've had a few that when these people show up to the games, it it almost like it just happens organically. So yeah. Javi Mirabales is one. Yeah. The second he shows up to a game, you even see him standing by the sideline. No, you know, and it, it just happens. And people natural start, position for him. Natural position. And people start asking him, what do you you know, if we start debating on the bench, like what do you think we should change? Should we change something up here? All right, what if we send we put Paulo in the right back and then we'll shift Ivan up front because then we'll go, we, we start talking all these things, right? And mm-hmm. it always goes to if Javi's there, Javi, what do you think? And he's like you can see like the wheels turning. So Javi for me is one and I would also I would throw in Shane because Shane did yeah. the famous four-three-three switch to us one day against Clinton. Against I think Clinton, and he just yeah. came in like, "Hey guys, hold on, you know, players we got formation, team we're playing against, the way they're playing, we got to switch this up to blah 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 blah." And all of a sudden, we scared the shit out of a team. I think I literally heard them say they literally said, "I don't know where they're coming. Yeah. They're just too so many." That yeah. was a day I was like, oh, "Shane, <laughs> all right, yeah, coach." They shook their, they shook in their boots. 
those would probably be everyone else is a bunch of us that have played soccer our whole lives and try to put a shit ton of our opinions out all at I once. Remember, I remember I, got, I lost my mind against Marco. Oh my God, I still feel so bad because it was our first game back and we were playing yeah. Vasco and okay. we were killing it. It was me and Sal. I missed this game. I know the game you're talking about. Go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Sal in the middle. We're playing just cat, 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 cat. Vasco has no idea what's going on. We're winning 2-0. Yeah, immediately. 2-0, minute 40. And I'm playing and we're hustling. We're going. And Marco just asked me, he comes out of blue and he goes, hey, uh, do you need a sub? Right, so I, I look at him and I said, "No, I'm fine. Like, shut up. I'm fine. It's not even halftime yet. Leave me alone." And I started clicking. Like, maybe he's telling me because I'm playing like shit, and he sees something on the side that he. Oh, really? I, so I start questioning. Like, maybe I should come out. Right. If someone's gonna ask me, if I was playing great, no one would ask me if I needed a sub. Yeah, and he goes, "Hey, do you need a sub?" And so I was like, ah, "You know what? Okay, maybe I should sub." As I'm subbing, he also subbed out Sal. He says he didn't sub out Sal. Sal subbed itself out. Well, that so happens a lot. When there's not a center mid. coach, there's a, yeah. too many changes that happen, and they start he yelling is, at each other. Man, it me and nonsense. Sal walk off the field. In five minutes, they tied it 2-2, and we lost the game 3-2. Oh, I remember <laughs> that, yeah. I was so mad. I literally yelled at Marco. I, I, I probably – I was just kind of like, what the like, Marco, Marco makes me laugh Sal? because every time he shows up – And he goes, I didn't tell you to come out, bro. And every I was time like, he shows up, he's got – He's got these, like, a, not opinions, but, like, you know, he gets involved in the conversation. And she's, yeah. But then he's also like, don't look at me. I don't make these decisions. So it, it, it strangely happens to him every time. Uh, and it makes me laugh. Then he I, starts getting because I, would, I would never want to be a coach for the team. No, not at all. Never. Could you imagine, why, like, yeah. telling a friend, like, hey, yeah, you're not going to be able to play. Cause you know, it's that's why, for me, Javi, Javi is like that. All right, I, I don't mean this direct one-to-one. It's going to sound a little too much, but like Zidane coming in, you just respect him because of what he's done and his knowledge. When Javi That's shows big. up to a game, everyone's kind of like, well, that's Javi. Like, he knows what he's talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, he's got yeah. good strategies. His mind's really sharp on what's going on in the field. I'm a fan of teams. Javi. I think he's a great so player. So people great listen. Coach. When he – if he makes a final – like, you know what? No, my opinion is this. I notice the bench goes, okay. So to me, I'm like, all right, he, he's uh, leadership just happens there. And yeah. see, I pick Javi. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. All right. To, to conclude this all, what are your picks for the four games? Man, Uni- Man City, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Tottenham, United. Okay. Juve, Milan. Yep. Napoli, Inter. Okay. So I'm going to write these down so we, could, so we could make fun of each other to see who gets them right. I think Man City. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, United. Mourinho versus Solskjaer. Tottenham United. coming really back. I don't know if Sun's coming back, but I don't even know if Harry Kane is fit. I haven't. I have no idea what's going on with this. If game. Harry Kane still isn't fit, then <laughs> that was never fit. Like if a pandemic doesn't get you back, if Zaniolo can come back from his injuries <laughs> through this pandemic, every player should have come back. Um. <laughs> That's tough. I, you know what? I'm, I'm making a pure draw? guess. I, I maybe draw then. Yeah, I, I, it's a pure guess. I don't think I can make a. It's the first game back. Seen, Both we, these, they're gonna come out punching, man, and they're playing in Tottenham. Who's coming At, back more ready? And I, I'm not, I'm not certain there. That's what makes these picks really hard. Yeah. All right. Now you're going to a Copa Copa Italia, Napoli okay. versus Inter again. We're going with who wins this game. Now we're gonna go with who comes out and advances. Let's go with advances. We could do both. Let's, go with, do both. let's do both right, right now. Who are we going to ask our boss? Hey, Frankie, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're buying up the time that Frankie would actually come in and interject. So his, yeah. his conversations now we just become part of it. Yeah. We'll have anyway. to, we'll, we'll text him his, his questions. Uh, Napoli, Inter. That's really good. Inter's got a big comeback to do. They're super pumped for it. Napoli super pumped for it. I'm an Inter fan. Inter. Inter's going to advance. Inter's going to advance and win. Okay. Well, it, it did have well to. they have to win to advance. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Juve Milan, Milan man. That, one one right now. I hate to say it. I think Juve is going to advance. I want Milan to advance. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this because I never want Juve to win the treble. Mm. Juve not winning a Coppa Italia already makes me happy. 
because no matter what they win, <laughs> not a treble. <laughs> so uh, whenever they play the Coppa Italia, I'm like fiending for them to lose. Because I'm like, no. <laughs> all uh, right, all right. Yeah. You? Mine. City 2-0, they're going to beat Arsenal. Oh, you went score as well. All right. You're doing yeah, yeah, score. Yeah. I, I know. I'm going right, to go on. Very, very Tito-esque. Tottenham 1-0. They're going to take it to United. I think uh, Mourinho's got the edge on his players. I think United has been kind of even then splitting up as a conversations uh, over the coronavirus break. Uh, the team doesn't even seem like joined together. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking the whole Mourinho like issue during the, uh, yeah. the lockdown and whatnot. I, don't I, think, know. I think I think uh, Tottenham 1-0. Okay. Uh, Napoli Inter. Inter's the li- they're going to be playing uh, Lukaku, Lautaro, er- er- Eriksen and trying uh, Eriksen right behind them. That's that's going to be I think that's going to be but then you got, got the Gats Napoli, man. Napoli's is, is Napoli's also trying to prove themselves. So that's going to be that's going to be an excellent game. I'm going to You Napoli, know what? Man. No, that should be an excellent game. They should all be, be coming back fighting. I think I think it's going to be Napoli. I think it's going to be Napoli. And uh, I'm going to say that it's going to be Napoli 1-1 at home, and it's 2-1. Yeah, yeah, aggregate, yeah. Okay. And then uh, I think it's going to be uh, – man, just – I don't like the Zebras. I'm going to go with uh, with Milan. I, I know that. I, they're probably going to win. I'm probably going to get this pick wrong, but I got the other three right, so that's what matters. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Milan, and I'm going to go with a 1-0 away win. Okay. I, I mean, they're looking good. They say they say that Balotelli is one zero because Juventus is going to score. You know, Juventus is going to score. So yeah. Milan has to get at least two. And I don't no. know if they were good. No, it's one one. It's one one. It's one one. But Juventus is going to score. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They'd have to. Juventus get not scoring at home. Slim chance. It's so that means that Milan has to get at least one to tie it. Maybe yeah. two. And I think and you know you, when you when you take a player like. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo that is always switched on. He's itching to get back and mm-hmm. show himself. So he's going to come ready. Yep. So I think I think uh the I'm going to go with Milan 1-0 away even though I feel like I'm already going to not get Yeah, I out. I actually hope you're right. Even Me though too. I picked you. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. So on that note, Paolo, as always, it's been a huge pleasure. Thank you, brother. Same. We'll see you Likewise. soon. And uh, hope you all enjoyed. See you later, man. <laughs> Take uh, care. Again, don't forget, we are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have our information on Anchor, on Spotify. Um, we're on YouTube. Apple Podcast, YouTube. Reach out to us. Let us know what your thoughts are. If you have a bit, actually, I had a fun conversation with a friend about our 11. Uh, he, he quoted, I'm going to quote him and say that he thinks my team would beat you, yours and Frankie's. It was a good team, man. Yeah, so uh, yeah. that was fun. Now, if you have a, a say about coaches or anything along those lines, by all means, bring it up. We'd love to be able to chat with you yeah, about it because this is what we like doing. So on Great. that note, thank you so much. You have a good one. It was a pleasure. Be safe. Thanks for listening to FM Soccer Talk. To catch our next episode, subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. You will not want to miss it.